Jono David is an independent photographic documentary journalist who has a passion for documenting Jewish life around the world. He has 110,000 Jewish photographs <clears throat> from 116 countries featuring six continents. He has an exhibition on at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, which will run until the 29th of April. He joins me now to tell me a little bit more about that exhibition, as well as his work and what he's discovered from photographing Jews around the world. Jono, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Jono, your own story is one of a, of a wandering Jew. You were born in the UK. Correct. And moved to... The United States. Yes, when I was I was dragged there by my parents when I was just the wee ba- a wee baby. Yes, you grew up there, but I grew up near Washington D.C. Yeah, and then spent twenty three years living in Japan. Well, not immediately after. I had a life where I grew up and went to school. And after university, I uh, always had a hankering through my life to live in England. And after university, I went to England. I settled in London for a few years. During that time, I got hooked on Japan in some way or another and uh, then went to Japan and uh, would live there happily, teaching English at university and developed a different life for myself through my holiday times and my travel and photographing uh, initially all kinds of, you know, touristy things, but over the years I gravitated towards Jewish communities and such. And, uh, anyhow, long, long story short, I, I got deeper involved in photographing and documenting Jewish life and culture around the world. And so I ended up being in Japan for 23 years until last year when I decided to make a big life change and I moved back to London where I am now currently based. And taking photos is not your professional Job? It's a hobby, is that it? No, it's, it started out as a hobby, I guess you could say, but uh, it morphed into something much deeper than that because I became very committed to it, um, and it really defines, um, I think, who I am now, and it certainly dictates my it- travel itineraries. So I think that m- means it's more than a hobby. Um, but it's very important to me because it's given a lot of direction uh, to my life, and it's given me a pathway to amazing people and experiences that I feel have been very unique, uh, truly a, a path that's uh, that's new. So you've t- thus far taken 110,000 photographs mm. of Jewish communities around the world. What strikes you? Um... I think the particularly in, certainly I think you mean in reference to about, the, about Jews around the world. Yes. I think it's uh, the sense of community. Um, I mean, I suppose there's different ways to answer that, but over over the overarching connecting thread, I suppose, is the sense of community um, through the common denominator of Judaism, and that manifests differently in different through different languages, cultures, locally, of course. But uh, and feeling like I can go anywhere and be welcomed into those communities as one of their own for the duration that I'm there. So that's a pretty special thing. So you've been from um, the Amazon. I think that's what got you hooked. Yeah, that's yeah. You're going way back. That was 1988, and that was before I even had the inkling of doing Jewish documentation as it's kind of become for me now. Um, but I do remember I had read about the 
community before I went there, so that's how I knew about it. I'd read about it in my local Jewish newspaper in Washington, and um, so I made a point of going there, and uh, then I wanted to write a little story about it, and that's what I did, and then that was in the back of my mind for years, and then uh, about another 10 years went by, I think quite literally 10 years went by, 98, I did this, my first, uh, what I called my first uh, Jewish, not sorry, not Jewish Africa, Jewish photo tour, and it was in Central Europe, and that was a time when I went specifically to take Jewish photos, but it was totally unorganized, and just sort of knocked on doors and got pictures wherever I could, but terrible photos, truly terrible photos, and very disorganized, but fantastic trip nonetheless for what it was at the time, and I still have great memories of that, but I've come a long way since then. <laughs> so that was disorganized, you said. You also said you arrive at communities, you're welcome, and how do you decide where to go? Do you have an itinerary of... Uh... Well, initially, you know, I as I alluded to, I had this life in Japan which opened up uh, all this, this second uh, parallel life. And I, I mean, I could quite literally, if I had wanted to, thrown a dart at the map and said, okay, I'm going to go there uh, because I was really free to be able to do that. Uh, so for a long time, my photo work was not really organized in the sense of it being uh, a specific project. But back in about 2011, I wanted to do something bigger and bolder and more focused. And that was really the key, being more focused. And I then hit upon the thought about a Jewish Africa thing. And so then I started researching and launched into that. And and that became uh, my biggest uh, and most overall focused uh, Jewish photo project. Um, So the years of working uh, and doing this just funneled down to focus and um you know i'm 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 moving into other projects and i like doing the focus things rather than just sort of going randomly so when you say you're moving into other yeah. projects what kinds of projects well i'm currently working on so uh i've current i've as i mentioned i've gone back to london I'm, i've actually gone back to school i'm doing a, a, a master's degree in photography and uh, so I'm doing a project on, on uh, photographing Holocaust survivors, uh, but without going into the details of all that. But I'm doing it in a very specific way. And so that's a good example of how my projects um, have gotten even more focused. Before we turn to um, your project, your photographic exhibition at the Holocaust Center, mm. which is Africa-focused mm. and Holocaust-related, mm. um, uh, can you ex- just tell me, share with me, if there are any obscure communities that we don't know about or experiences that you've had that have shocked you or surprised you or something that you've discovered that you never thought you would? Uh, well, there's a lot of communities, I mean, really alluding to, say, the Jewish Africa project that it did. There's a lot of communities throughout northern Africa, which, of course, are very historical and, you know, generally Jews wherever uh, know about them. They think of Morocco or Egypt. Southern Africa, they think of uh, South Africa. But really, every, everywhere in between is a surprise, and particularly these emerging uh, black communities. And th- th- those are quite involved in, var- in varying in, in their, um, in their uh, progress of uh, growth and uh, 
being accepted into the larger fold of the Jewish world. And um, so those communities are very interesting and surprising. And, I mean, I knew about them before I went to those places because that's why I went. I was through a lot of research. But for other people. So initially, the, they were as surprising to me then as they would be for someone who's just learning about them, uh, say, for example, through my photo work. Um, so... Yeah, then and it's, it's a bit of uh, a bit of whack-a-mole around Africa at the moment because there's a lot of these uh, communities popping up, and uh, there's a lot of potential growth in the Jewish uh, in the Jewish fold. And you sp- speak about emerging Black Jewish communities. Mm. What, what do you attribute that to, and where are they? Where are those communities? Well, there's, for example, in Ghana, Cameroon, Gabon. Um, and uh, some other places, Madagascar, for example. Um, you know, there's that's also it's a very involved thing. Uh, and I think ultimately the shortest way to answer it is I think that m- through my experiences, these communities are really searching for two things: identity and truth. And they have seen uh, Judaism as being a true religion. They have, you know, through history, a lot of African countries, of course, were um, colonized, so they had uh, the, the political. Uh, um, pol- political politics uh, in th- uh, thrust upon them, and they had, of course, Christianity through missionaries thrust upon them. Uh, so I think my sense is, and I'm not an expert in this by any means, but my sense is that Judaism, they have found a sort of truth through the tenets of Judaism. And also the other point is identity, and they're able to identify through Judaism and a connection of community, which I referred to a few moments ago. And I think those are the two things that I have drawn out of what draws them to renounce whatever religion it was they were following before, uh, whether it was, say, a form of Christianity or even perhaps a local tribal kind of uh, traditional um, religion. So it's a very complicated thing. Um, in a very interesting experience, and um, but that sense of community even there has has been there. So it's um, been a very enjoyable and eye opening experience. Jono, tell me about the exhibition mm. that you've got at the Holocaust Center at the moment. So okay, so that is actually a, uh, a show which I never really imagined when I was starting out my Jewish Africa project back in uh, uh, twenty twelve. Uh, but along the way, I was photographing, say, some Holocaust uh, monuments or, for example, in um, Namibia, photographing Shark Island where the Namakwa and Herero uh, genocide happened in the early 1900s, uh, the Rwanda genocide, uh, of course, and a few other bits and pieces and photographing some Holocaust survivors here in South Africa. And and I did a little bit of video as well. Uh, little mini commentaries from from people. So out of this l- much much larger Jewish Africa project, which was a kind of survey of Jewish life and culture uh, continent wide, um, my friend and uh, the director of the um, Holocaust Center genocide Holocaust and genocide center, Tali Nates, we were able to extract um, a bunch of images to um, put together this Holocaust and genocide in. Africa, memory, Holocaust and Genocide Memory in Africa, as it's titled, um, exhibition. And so it focuses on elements of, obviously, Holocaust and Genocide, and also pulls in some threads of community and hope 
uh, intolerance, uh, and that is shown through um, showing some of these emerging communities as well. So there are, it's not strictly focused on the Holocaust and genocide, but pulls in in a larger theme of hope and tolerance and community uh, by pulling in some of these other photographs as well. When walking through the exhibition, what can people expect? Well, is there um, captions that will describe? There are captions, of course. Yes, there are, of course, captions. And there are some extended for about half the photographs. Uh, It's 44 photographs. And then there's a video which runs about 30 minutes, I think, as I recall. Um, And there are, for about half of the photographs, there are extended anecdotes which give um, uh, a bit more of insight to those specific moments or images, uh, whether it's about the actual scene or perhaps a bit of a personal experience on the moment. So there's uh, quite a bit of color background as well uh, in the exhibition. So I think people can expect to um, see and learn about some points of Holocaust and genocide memory in Africa, which perhaps they were not uh, in tune with or aware of. And uh, also to sense a little bit about these emerging communities and the the larger um, spectrum of Jews across Africa as they are today. It sounds like an absolutely fascinating exhibition, certainly one worth visiting. And if you'd like to see that, uh, it is the independent photograph photo documentary, uh, Jono David, and he has an exhibition on currently until the 29th of April at the Johannesburg Gen- Holocaust and Genocide Center. Jono, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it.